0: Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest, but now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to episode 27 of the Strange Catholics podcast. This week, we're going to talk about sin, and our Saint Spotlight is Saint Scholastica. Take it away with opening prayer. We'll turn it over to Bob. Welcome, Bob.
1: Welcome, Phil. Welcome, Terry. Welcome, all brothers, and welcome everyone to our podcast. Let's open in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Gracious and glorious God, thank you for another wonderful day. A wonderful day that i know that i was tremendously busy at work but it was very fruitful and i'm sure my brothers were did a lot of wonderful fruitful work today as well uh, as we go forward uh, today on this podcast please just allow us to feel your presence and 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 allow you to flow through our veins as we we're here really just to serve you and, and serve the people of god we ask this through your son jesus christ lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, amen. Son, Holy, Holy, Spirit. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. So we're going to wrap for just a minute or two about what's going on. So we, we, we kind of were mulling over what to kind of talk in this first session here about what's going on in the world and how it relates to Catholicism or being strange Catholic. I I did mention that someone in the House of Representatives today was stripped of their committee assignments. I'm not passing judgment on the right or the wrong of that by the parties, but I will say that this representative from Georgia has spoken a lot of conspiracy theories, QAnon, all this other stuff, and and as Phil brought up, a very... Rightly so that well, this was when she wasn't in in office. And and I agree with that. And 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 I'm not, like I said, passing judgment, but, but I guess my point as it goes as it relates to Catholics and as it relates to sin and things that we're talking about is you need to speak the truth, right? You 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 know, when you say things like this, at some point they're gonna come back to you. You get onto a public platform and say, you know, uh, something Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook didn't happen, right? Like Alex Jones says, or uh, Representative uh, Taylor Green has had said some things about uh, some really bad things about Democrats. I mean, very, very bad things. Or that uh, some conspiracy theories about nine eleven, or the laser we talked about that started the wildfires. Okay. That didn't happen all oh, when she was in Congress, right? But that stuff catches up with you, right? We have to speak the truth, right? So we we, we just can't be, I, I would assume, knowingly deceitful. Now, maybe she doesn't know that, but most of us know that a laser didn't cause those fires, right? So it almost looks like being knowingly deceitful, which would be sinful.
0: We were t- pre-show. We were talking about this maybe at length, um, and we had good discussion because a lot of, um, what I mentioned to Bob was uh, as far as I know, all of these things that she said or has done, um, or made public, I should say, uh, were all done prior to her election, which it will, it was all done. So then my point was, you know, but I think there's also to a point where we want to make sure that we're not, it's not, I don't think this is an instance of, like a cancel culture. But I just want to be weary that we aren't looking so far in someone's past and saying, nope they're because of this thing that they did. This is not an example of that. I'm just trying to that was probably my only hesitation. It's hard to know if the people that voted her in knew of these views that she holds. Um I that think I, they did. I, well, but maybe not.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. It's a very Yeah, so I
0: don't know industry. that part right? so
1: so I'm not passing I'm not passing judgment. Congress did what they did. Okay. She's been in the news a lot of the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, I think actually she'll benefit from it in a weird way because she's been spotlighted. And last night, see last night or no, this morning, she kind of did this mea culpa of I don't believe so this is what she did. She came on the floor of, of the House of Representatives and said, no, no, I believe nine eleven happened this way. Okay, so, you know, now she's—I don't know if she's being contrite or it's just really for her political life that she's doing that. And they make those decisions. But I guess my point is, when you say these things, there's going to be repercussions, right? If I, if I if I run around in a public forum and I say stuff that's not true. That knowingly is not true. Right. Or things that are just divisive or mean. I mean, in a really bad way, like you had mentioned, you know, if if there were Congress folks who had made some anti-Semitic remarks those people as well, that's wrong. Okay, right. Those are sinful comments as well. So, yep. you know, and those things should catch up. Now, it doesn't always catch up with everybody. I yeah. think in this one, it's a totality of the whole package of. I mean, she's had so many of them, you know. She's kind of this outlier. Yes,
0: so. yes, yes, very much so.
1: And, and Terry's and, a big supporter of hers, so he's here that,
0: to. That's her. not true. That's not, not true.
2: It's not even close. Terry, tell me about Q- <laughs> QAnon, please. No, I have I have absolutely no, really no Q, clue on QAnon, but. What I do know about is speaking the truth in light of the gospel, in the light of the gospel. Let me clarify my statement. And when we speak the truth to those around us with the love of God and the voice of God and how God created and intended us to treat one another with the vision of Christ in one another, then we are speaking the truth. The whole idea of, and we've had, you know, over the years, a number of different people spew out, you know, conspiracy theories, you know, from JFK to, I mean, you name it, you know, we didn't land on the moon, all of that, you know, but when you look, when you look beyond this earthly life and into what we are trying to attain you know that all of that stuff really doesn't matter
0: as long as it's not simple
1: okay i just want to want to transition to another topic real quick so the other thing i would just bring up that's in the news if you're following things that are happening in russia right with uh the opposition uh leader navalny coming back and getting jailed and and then their their protests and and they're jailing more people. The Russian Catholic church has urged the nation's uh, bishops to condemn these mass arrests and stuff like that all over the country. I, I just want people to take a step back and go, hey, we've had some chaos here, right? The last four years were sometimes chaotic, really chaotic at the end, right, with the, the uh the violation of the Capitol building, the seditionist, the insurrectionist—if you want to call it that—they've been described as, but at least the breaking and entering at the Capitol building, those types of problems, and some of those protests around the who won the election and who didn't kind of stuff. And we felt a little bit of an, an instability in this country, and we still feel a little bit of that. Just remember, you know, there are places like Russia and other places just much worse, right? We we didn't. We didn't throw Donald Trump in jail. We didn't throw Joe Biden in jail. You know, we still have the rule of law here, right? So just so, you know, when we're down on what's going on, we talked about unity last week. We do need to come together as one country. You know, remember that it's not as bad as you think it is, okay? And somebody else has it worse. You know, let's pray for this country, but let's pray for the Russian people. Let's pray for other, let's pray for Myanmar, which just had a coup again, sort of a coup, the military took over again, and that type of thing, so I just that's all I wanted to bring up in in that context
0: yeah it's uh twenty twenty wasn't easy, and twenty twenty one hasn't fared to be as as gleeful as maybe we had hoped coming out of twenty twenty but yeah, I was up on the news in Russia, and yeah we thanks be to God for the country we live in and Let's just shower God's graces upon all mankind.
2: Amen to that, brother. That's Please, all I God. can say.
0: Please, God.
2: All right. That that
1: covers the wrap session for this week. Now let's transition to the big-time topic, and Phil is going to lead that discussion.
0: Thanks, Bob. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about sin, partly leading off of what we've been kind of building on on the last couple of weeks, but... We just wanted to talk about what sin is, and there's kind of a, I would say, more or less, people have just kind of grown further away from being able to identify what is sinful and what isn't sinful. So just taken from uh, the Baltimore Catechism, we're just going to simply define, you know, what is sin, what's... uh, So we're just going to give you some simple terms and then uh, expand that a little bit and talk about it. So... Uh, We have two kinds of sin. We have original sin, and then we have actual sin. Actual sin is the sin that we commit ourselves. So there are the ways that we may sin by thought, allowing our minds to dwell on sinful things, word, by cursing, telling lies, etc., or by deed, by any kind of action. But these sins, these thoughts, these words must be willful. That is, we must fully know what it is that we are doing. And be free in doing it the also the also to that is there must also be they must also be actions that are contrary to the law of God. so I know we've talked about the Ten Commandments we've talked about um, all of the teachings he commands God commands us to obey whether it be the law he gave directly himself or through his church and we can you know we can violate God's law just by neglecting to observe it and thus sin, so we can have sins of commission or omission, where we actually do, or where we just fail to do, and we say that in the Confidier, um, and when we do our, uh, so a good thing to do would be to examine our conscience at the end of the day, and reflect on the things we did well, and the things we didn't do so well, and make amends to do better, you know, real contrition each night uh, is a good, good thing, breaking it down a little bit more, we have mortal and venial sin. Mortal sin is that is that serious sin, that sin that, and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but it's that sin that really breaks our ability to receive God's love. He's still showering his supernatural graces down upon us, but we can break off, you know, kind of almost like putting a bubble around ourselves where we can't receive it. And we've talked about the conditions for um, mortal sin before, so just a little bit on venial sin, because I don't remember if we covered that in that podcast, but venial sin is, is where we're just, it's, you know, kind of like death by a thousand cuts, where we're just kind of slightly injuring ourselves a little bit by a little bit. So when we go to confession, which we should be doing regularly, as we've talked about before, we bring up the venial and the mortal, and we let the confessor decide, you know, which of these are, are which, and then, you know, we're really we bring that contrite heart, that's real sorrow that we have in our heart, not just through our lips, but actually in our heart. And a real amend, uh, you know, really wanting to amend our ways and avoid those things that lead us to sin.
2: And we just actually talked about this with uh, our 11th grade co- uh, confirmation class in Faith Formation last night, as we covered the sacraments of healing, both in the sacrament of reconciliation and in the sacrament of anointing of the sick. Father Tom Knobloch, our our the pastor of our church really, you know, made a very valid point, you know, when we sin, God God loves us so much. He forgives all sins. We constantly are receiving his love and his blessing. But when we sin, it's like like you said Phil, we're putting that that shield around us. We're turning away from God. We're turning our back on God and saying, no, God, I want to follow my path. I don't want to follow what your path is. But God is always there, kind of like where the Bible teaches us about the, the father who welcomed back the prodigal son. God is standing there at the top of the hill, running towards us, waiting with open arms to receive us any time that we want to come back. And I even believe in my heart of hearts, there is no sin that God can never not forgive. Even with your very last breath of your life, if you ask God for forgiveness for whatever that sin may be, maybe you killed somebody, maybe you committed the sin of adultery, maybe you... Maybe you abused a child. Whatever that may be, whatever that sin may be, God does not hold that against you, and God does forgive, my opinion. Sin is is really, like you said, Phil, that willful act, but forgiveness is also that willful act. We need to say, God, I'm sorry, you know, you made me a a, a weak human being, and I'm trying to be my best, but, you know, I fall short. And I'm saying I'm sorry for when I fall short.
1: As a human being and as in a Western human being, right, sin is difficult. And the reason it's difficult is because we're brought up that we have, you know, at some point control of our lives, right? Which we do have some control, right, because we have free will. But, you know, to it's, it's a little bit sad When you And frustrating when you go, I know I'm going to sin, you know, and then I can go to confession, get my, you know, get a clean slate, but then I know I'm going to sin again. And that you can't stop that because of that original sin and and human frailty and so on. It's, you know, the falling in. So, you know, it feels like we're not in control of our lives, which we're not. Right. So it is a little bit frustrating. This is why God is so important to be the center, the core of our lives, you know, That that's why that's such an important thing. But no, and I agree with you, all your guys' statements, especially about forgiveness. That is a willful act. And that's something that you need to do. You know, with God, God requires that, right? And that is really you and God. It's not about really condoning or accepting accepting is a bad word or saying it's okay that somebody did something bad to you no you just not you don't can't harbor that animosity
0: it'll rot it'll rot away at you yeah
1: yeah right you know uh you know uh, and i you guys are much better with bible verses than i am but i mean you know you know the first one to cast a stone right all these other things right you know this type of thing so i mean you know nobody's perfect right I mean, that's the whole point is nobody's perfect.
0: Yeah, I think Psalm 51, which we pray for morning prayer every Friday, is a beautiful prayer of contrition, really um, recognizing our own sinfulness, you know, that our sin is always before us, you know, against you alone have I sinned. You know, what is evil in your sight, I have done. But you are justified when you give your sentence and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So we recognize our sinfulness, our original sin, our actual sin, right? The the sin that we do. But then again, we're we're begging for mercy. And as probably one of my favorite devotions that we've received in the last century is the Divine Mercy. uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet, the prayer, the diary of St. Faustina. So knowing of God's merciful love for us, he, as Terry mentioned, He wants to give us his mercy, but again, we have to take that step. So if you're struggling with any kind of sin in your life, I really highly recommend you just pray with Psalm 51 because I think it's a beautiful psalm to really help you uh, see and understand a little bit more of God's merciful love for us and how he's always there to pick us back up, even though we can, as Bob mentioned, we fall, we fall again but with God's grace, we don't fall as far and we don't fall as often. And we just continually draw upon those graces that God's offering us so that we can not fall into those, you know, those mortal sins, hopefully as often, if ever. You know, we just want to really avail ourselves of God's graces. Let it just wash over us.
1: Amen. Sin is sin is gratifying, right? Sin is gratifying on a temporary basis, not long term, right? Yeah. And you know, I mean, sometimes you want to eat a lot. You don't want to be a glutton. There, there's a lot of things that make you feel good in a temporary time frame, right? Some people want to view pornography a temporary time frame. But long term, there's a huge fallout from that. Okay. And it's, it's hard to resist those things. We understand that. Anyone who tells you that they're good to go. You know they got everything going in the right direction. That's the person you got to watch out for because they totally have no clue. Amen. All of us, all of us that go to mass, we all know we're sinners, and the reason we're going is because we know that we are, and we need that help. That's why we're going, or at least one of the reasons why we go.
2: No, I uh-huh. agree, Bob. I um, and the thing with sin is it's kind of like. You know, it erodes at who we are, at who God intended us to be. Kind of like when uh, the waves crash against, you know, the shore and erodes away the land. And slowly but surely, you know, chunks of of the land uh, wash out to sea. Um, If we continue to sin and we turn away from God without uh, making that, that penance, that act of contrition, um, sin, you know, continues to eat away and erode away at our soul and who we are. And eventually we we get, our, our our whole being gets washed away. You sound like a
1: prophet, something that would just be perfect for something in the Old Testament, prophet when one prophet would go, you know when he's talking to a group of people be like does does the wind in the water not slam into the shore and erode the you know erode the soil and some you know some
0: mm-hmm. metaphor mm-hmm. like that yeah
1: <laughs> so you're very prophetic
0: we started this conversation out with people that probably have rationalized their Past offense, past offenses, and that's part of our human condition. We have an incredible ability to rationalize and give excuses for any action, you know, that we quote unquote don't know is not right, right? Um, So, we'll do anything to kind of justify our actions, Um, and so we just need to be always aware that, as we're going to talk about next week, you know, forming or having a well-formed conscience will keep us from. Doing some of those rationalizations because we'll be able to say no, even though, um, you know, as Bob mentioned as an example, you know, maybe, you know, that, you know, seventh, eighth, twelfth beer or whatever sounds great. Um, Nope, I know that that would be that's going into gluttony and I don't want to do that. So instead, I'll have a beer uh, or two, but, you know, keep it within reason. Instead of letting the devil to kind of trick us to say, oh, but that next one would taste so good. Or, you know, and we've talked about this before where man does not survive on bread alone, but only on the the words that pour forth from the mouth of God. So,
1: all right, well, let's take a short break after that heavy topic and then we'll get into something more lighter like Saint Spotlight. We'll be back right after this. Hey, we're back from our commercial break. So it's time for Saint Spotlight. This week, it's Saint Scholastica.
2: Good evening, one and all. So this week, we feature the incredible Saint Scholastica, whose feast day is February the 10th. Saint Scholastica is the patron saint of Benedictine nuns, education, convulsive children, and is invoked against storms and rain. And I will uh, share a story about why that is a little bit later on in this profile. So St. Scholastica, if you didn't know, was the twin sister to St. Benedict of Nursia, who is noted as the father of Western monasticism. Born in 480 of wealthy parents, Scholastica and Benedict were brought up together until he left central Italy for Rome to continue his studies. Scholastica seems to have devoted herself to God from her earliest youth. The twins' mother actually died at their birth. Where her first monastery was situated is not mentioned, but after her brother moved to Mount Cassino, she chose her retreat at Pombliara, where she founded and governed a nunnery about five miles distant, uh, distant to the south from St. Benedict's monastery. St. Batharius, who was abbot of Cassino 300 years after, says that she instructed in virtue several of her own uh, gender. And whereas St. Gregory, uh, actually Pope St. Gregory the Great, informs us that St. Benedict governed nuns as well as monks. His sister must have been their abbess under his rule and direction. In her writings to Mother Flavia, St. Scholastica reveals that it was her brother who named her, saying that she she was desired to remain in the school of the Lord's service. Unlike her brother, St. Scholastica was never the subject of a formal biography, so as such, little is known about her enti- the entirety of her life, apart from her commitment to religious life, which is paralleled of that of her brother. Pope St. Gregory the Great's biographical commentary emphasizes the warm and faith-filled closeness between the siblings." Scholastica and Benedict visited each other as often as their cloistered lives allowed at a farmhouse situated halfway between the two communities where they lived. And when they met, they spoke about things of God and heaven that awaited. Their mutual affection grew out of their common love of God, showing that a correct understanding and love of God is the only source of true unity in any community, whether it be the micro-community of a family or the mega-community of an entire country. On one occasion, they had passed the time, as usual, in singing psalms, prayer, and pious conversation. And in the evening, they sat down to take their reflection. After After it was over, Scholastica, perhaps foreknowing, it would be their last time together in this world, or at least desirous of some further spiritual improvement, was very urgent with her brother to delay his return till the next day and beg that he stay, that they might also entertain themselves till morning upon the happiness of the other life. St. Benedict, unwilling to break his own rule told her that he could not spend a night out of his monastery, so asked her not to insist on such a breach of monastic discipline. Scholastica, finding him resolved on going home and leaving her there, laid her hands down upon the table and her head down upon them, with many tears begged of the Almighty God to intercede in her behalf, her prayer was barely ended when a storm of rain, thunder, and lightning came up that neither Saint Benedict nor any of his companions could set foot out the doors of the farmhouse where they were staying. Pope Saint Gregory wrote, The man of God became sad and began to complain to his sister, saying, God forgive you, sister, what have you done? She answered, I asked a favor of you, and you refused it to me. I asked it of Almighty God, and he has granted it to me. St. Benedict was therefore obliged to comply with her request, and spent the night in conferences on pious subjects, chiefly on the felicity of the blessed to which both most ardently aspired, and which she was shortly to enjoy." The next morning they parted. The venerable woman returned to her nunnery and the man of God to his abbey. Three days later, St. Scholastica died in her solitude. St. Benedict was alone in contemplation on Mount Cassino and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he saw the soul of his sister ascending in the shape of a dove. Filled with joy at her happy passage, he gave thanks for it, to God he then announced her death to his brothers some of whom he sent to bring her corpse to his monastery where he laid in the tomb which he had prepared for himself so this was about 543 AD when she died and saint benedict followed soon after and was buried in the same grave with her with his sister it was later said that as their souls were always one in God while they lived, so their bodies continued to be together after their death. Pope St. Gregory the Great said of Scholastica, she could do more because she loved more. And that, gentlemen, is St.
0: Saint Scholastica. St. Saint Scholastica. Classica. Pray, Pray for, us. for us. Pray for
1: us. Let's talk about St. Scholastica, who, I mean, not a lot is known, but had a pretty good bloodline there, really good lineage, right? Wonderful family. Mm -hmm. And then anytime you talk about St. Benedict and rules, those two things just go together really well.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but I think they are the only brother-sister pair of canonized saints Uh, am i correct
1: we want to thank everyone for listening this week and we want your feedback so please on whatever podcast platform that you're finding us please do a couple things one rate us and tell me five is is like the standard so five it should be so please rate us a five that'll help people uh find us i still think that does an apple podcast um, you can, so you can find us in all podcast platforms please rate us please tell people about the show please send us a a comment you can comment on any of those platforms or you can send us an email
0: at gmail.com.
1: so so please we want to hear from you prayer intentions uh, brother sister saints that we forgot all kinds of other stuff.
0: Well, or you can so. leave us a voice feedback at anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics. Now for closing prayer, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy <laughs> Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly amen. Father, we bring before you these prayers and petitions that we have in our hearts, and we pray for all those that are hearing this, that you listen to the pleas of their heart. We pray for all expectant mothers and those that are trying to become pregnant those that struggle with infertility. We ask for the protection of life from conception until natural death, that you would help all to see the dignity of every human being. For those who are sickened by COVID and any other illness, that they may recover quickly. Those that are caring for them be guided by the divine physician. For Susie and all those that suffer from brittle bone disease and for continued healing in our nation and across the world, That there would be the peace that only Jesus Christ can offer us. We pray this through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Thanks again to everyone who listened to us. And please send us your comments because we're trying to improve every week. And until next week. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers.
0: Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email. At strange Catholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day and may God bless you.